0: Baum is a psychotherapist. She is the founder of the Relationship Institute. Her newest book is Anxiously Attached, Becoming More Secure in Life and Love. Welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, I'm a psychotherapist and I have a group practice and I have a coaching business and we're really, I started in the world of addiction and codependency and then worked my way into becoming an imago therapist, which is a specialized couples counseling and started seeing patterns. And in my own life, of course, um, I think you know, anybody who goes into this field has also personally struggled. So just really learning about relationship dynamics and attachment theory, which led me to my book, Anxiously Attached, um, you know, struggling with codependency my whole life um, and in my personal life and then treating it in my practice, really learning how to heal it and seeing what works and and then diving into attachment theory, which really is at the root of all of it, um, led me to want to write this book for myself, the book I needed and the book that I'm sure so many other people have already told me they needed. So that's how I, I got there. It's a very short version of how I got there.
0: I appreciate that. Human beings have been meeting each other and forming relationships and having babies for really, 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 really long time. Was it always hard or did we move along into modern living and hit some kind of an inflection point where it just got extra hard?
1: good question. I feel like it's getting harder because uh, people's attachment systems are getting a little bit more insecure. And that has to do with evolution and technology and the transactional nature of our world and how we kind of don't understand the nature of relationships quite the same. And there's almost too many options and too easy to like discard. And, you know, there's just, it's a lot going on. It's a harder world. And I also think people don't understand how hard relationships how much work they entail. So there's a lot of our culture just wants instant gratification and wants now. So after the initial honeymoon phase, many people, you know, they they don't stick out stick it out to do the deeper work.
0: So it's it's a lot.
1: It is a lot. Yeah. Relationships are their work. They really are. It takes, it takes a lot of work and it takes a certain type, you know, you have to be willing to look at yourself and kind of look inward and understand what is really yours.
0: Do I, what is really yours? Tell me more about that.
1: Yes. In the book, I talk about your attachment, um, moons and your protectors and your adaptive strategies and how we stay in connection, and I go into like why we behave certain ways in relationships, why we attract certain types in relationships, how those dynamics play out, and starting to get conscious of wh- how fear and adaptive strategies are actually running the show versus you know, cause we're all trying to stay in connection. So starting to understand, okay, this is really mine, like my abandonment or my fear or what's going on for me. So instead of trying to control you, we start to shift the, the narrative and try to heal that or try to be with that differently so that we don't, you know, end up in relationships that are just based on control and fear.
0: So I am working to manage my fear and my adaptive strategies rather than control myself. Did I get that right or wrong?
1: I'm working to to understand and have compassion for my adaptive strategies and the way I operate when I'm scared. And once I understand that and get to the root of the fear or the wound, we, we could heal it. And then there's more space or neuroplasticity that gets built. And we might have more options in, ter- in terms of how reactive we get in relationships. We might have more awareness. We call it dual awareness into understanding like, oh, this is what's really going on versus you're doing this to me. We'll, we might get out of projection easier. Um, we might have more compassion for our partner and how they're actually adapting and trying to survive and start to see them through another lens.
0: Where do I pick all this stuff up from? Do we all get it around the same time, just throughout life, my my wounds, my protectors, my my adaptive strategies?
1: Throughout life, but a a good portion of how our nervous system is hardwired comes from our primary caregivers and our home. And so as babies, we don't come out fully developed. And so we're still kind of connected to our mother as a one unit, and we are still forming our nervous system. And depending on her nervous system, and we're connecting right brain to right brain, we will uh, form a sense of safety in terms of how responsive she is and how much she's co-regulating. And so we, we develop either an inherent sense of trust or anxious people they tend to feel like the ball's going to drop, or they leave themselves and monitor the room, although codependent traits or avoidant people kind of learn that they're not going to get their needs met so they shut down. So we learn a lot of this very, very early before we even have what you would think of as memory. The memory is more sensational, and the trust, the inherent trust that we're going to get our needs met is really a bodily sensation that we either have or we don't have. And then when we're adults, we take that memory and those early adaptive strategies and experiences and that actually we had reattach and we we bring all of that with us. And then that gets played out very differently. And, you know, people don't want to hear it. But a lot of that is really rooted in fear or patterns that were embedded very, very early on.
0: What do you mean people don't want to hear it?
1: Because people don't wanna hear that like, oh, it's not really my partner that's causing me to have this, you know, feeling in my gut or this explosive feeling. And it's like, actually, that's a feeling you've had before. That's your body saying this is very scary. That's a sign that that's there's earlier trauma there. And that's a very big connection to make when you can start to make the connection that big sensations actually are a form of memory. Um, They're our earliest form of memory. And we feel the biggest sensations usually when we attach the deepest to another human being
0: that makes a lot of sense to me and i I guess that is it a function of i would rather blame it on exterior outside circumstances than than recognize or explore the idea that this is something that is unique to me and maybe it's not my fault but if i want to get to where i want to go it needs to be it needs to be addressed
1: well i think the There's a couple of ways to answer that. It's not all from the past, there's the split. There's, you know, 80% happening in the past that's old and then 20% usually happening in the here and now, depending on the sensations going on. And I think some people are more conscious or willing to get more or bring more awareness to what's really going on and take in this information and expand that window of like, wow, there is many layers to this or the wound is showing up in all my relationships. The sensation seems to be always there. Um, and then there's a lot of people that are just stuck in projection who can't get out of the fact that it's the other person's fault because they don't have the inner abilities yet to kind of form a deeper understanding of what's going on inside of them. So they tend to try to control or manipulate or understand what's going on inside of them in direct relationship to what's going on outside of them versus, Hey, there might, there might be something, something else going on here. And we might, we might need to look at this differently.
0: Again, going back to the the reality that we're we're all a lot we've all got the the our, our past that 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 what we have and maybe we struggle with maybe we don't and there's the things that we want today and the things that we need today. I know that I can certainly get myself so twisted up that I almost feel like I'm sort of... Lost or or, or 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 blind, and I try to outthink it. What 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 role does intuition have for just my kind of gut instinct, if 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 any?
1: It's interesting because a lot of people, you know, intuition is big. But if you have trauma, you can think that you're having intuition, and it's really a familiar trauma that's leading the way. So it can hmm. be very um, tricky as to what is intuition, what feels right, what feels familiar. Um, and then sometimes even you can have the intuition all you want, but the allure or the red flags are there. And I can explain that and you still kind of go diving in head first. So intuition isn't always accurate because trauma and, and the past can kind of influence the decisions that you're making in the present. And you might not be conscious of that.
0: Right. So my, what I perceive to be my true North is is maybe has been knocked off by some kind of a trauma or core wound of some kind
1: it can be you know and i believe as human beings and and i do study interpersonal neurobiology and this has proven that we're inherently designed to heal and go towards healing so even if we pick an unhealing relationship or not there's a part of our body that wants to recreate to hopefully get conscious or hopefully become aware. That's the goal. I mean, I can say that I had to get conscious in the most painful situations. And sometimes it's through the suffering or through, you know, different situations that we feel are right. Or our intuition guides us. And they're not necessarily wrong if, if they help us evolve and shift and change. And I've, I've been lucky enough to have that experience. But when you're in that experience, you don't feel very lucky.
0: No, no, it doesn't sound like it would be a, a good feeling, or, oh. or, or, or or that you would feel very fortunate to be uh, right. to be having it. <laughs> Not until I feel after. Very lucky about this right
1: now. <laughs> Not until after. There's like a little bit of gratitude afterwards
0: because it's shifted you. But
1: yeah, during you feel like you've opened up Pandora's box.
0: Right, right. My question was: Are we ever fixed? but i understand that that's crude and blunt perhaps you know what i'm trying to ask
1: we're never needing to be fixed we're always whole and everything okay. we do makes sense right so are we ever fixed no but i think we become more and more conscious and we become better at attending to what is coming up in our inner world and our outer world and we develop more and more capacity to treat ourselves with that tenderness and love and others so our compassion and our our bandwidth Um, expands and we're, you know, we, we evolve, but, but we are always being touched and we're always being awakened and we're always being, if you want to call it triggered, but the intensity might change or the reaction might change or the viewpoint or the way we look at it or the way we respond eventually shifts. So it becomes, I wouldn't say it becomes easier. It does become easier unless something drastic happens, right? Like life is full of, wonderful surprises and sometimes really hard surprises. So yeah, it gets easier. Yes. And it gets deeper and more meaningful and we don't try to escape our own suffering quite as much. And we become more resilient and we become more insightful as to how to handle things when they come up.
0: The title of the book is Anxiously Attached, Becoming More Secure in Life and Love. Is that what you hope for people as they engage in your work is to not to get fixed, like I just described or, or said, and you did a great job of describing it, but to then just feel more secure that I can handle this situation. I'm secure in my thought process. I'm secure in my interpersonal relationship with my loved ones, people I care about.
1: Yeah. And it's such a good question. Like, I want people to feel more secure in themselves, but I also want people to understand that everything, their experience makes sense and to make sense of their experience from a more compassionate way, from the neuroscience, from the way they develop. Because I think once we can start to understand we are the way we are, we shift in general and that there's nothing really wrong with us. This is how we adapted to survive. And so... I want people to understand that all their parts are okay, all their adaptive strategies make sense, and as you start to heal and your capacity to be with the uncomfortability and with and to attract support or healthy love, your ability to feel more secure expands because you start to experience you start to experience connection in a new way and you start to feel more secure in your connections and you start to pick different people to stay connected to people who are more loving and present and nurturing and kind versus maybe what you would call like as a trauma bond or something that's familiar that, you know, recreates the wound and you're not, you're not really in a healing process with it.
0: So how do I know if I think that we all need to do this kind of work but how do i know if i need to maybe more than than somebody else
1: oh wow that's a good question um I think if you know that you need to do this work you're just very lucky because you're already being called to do something a little bit deeper but if you have struggled in the same type of pattern over and over again and you know you have these deeper feelings of not feeling lovable or abandonment wounds or and you just feel like you know what I just want to really I want to figure this out I want to heal a little bit deeper it's not that they don't show up it's that really a lot of space and you know things shift around them and you're able to make healthier choices so if if you're just sick and tired i know for me i was just sick and tired of being miserable and i was like i gotta work through it and working through it means you feel really uncomfortable in the presence of people who can really hold it and help you navigate those waters and i was just like i'm not gonna live the rest of my life so miserable and so i just made the choice that i was gonna heal it and it's it's a journey. But I mean, what's the other option to stay unconscious and hang in there? I mean, people who do that are just surviving and there's nothing wrong with that either. But just be aware you're just surviving when the right people, places and things show up. Maybe you will be courageous enough to try to go there as well.
0: So there's more for you potentially.
1: Yeah. And I want to say it never ends. It's not like I'm sitting here and saying I've done the work I'm done. No, it's a continuous unfolding Um, does get easier. I'm gonna say that, but it, it is a continuous unfolding once you become a little more embodied, yeah.
0: I dislike the saying or the term or whatever it is leveling up. And there are different levels to things. so you experience when you I, I feel like when I recognized some of the some of the causes of my negative patternings, like scarcity, I traced it back to when I was a little kid and lots of the things that were going on in my household with my parents relationship that ended up splitting up and not having enough money. And I think that these are probably pretty common that very few of us experience perfect childhoods um, or growing up. And so I can speak to the value of doing the work that you're describing a little bit Um just kind of scratching the surface. But when you do, you feel more in control, you feel more secure. So I certainly am a a proponent for the things that you've been describing.
1: That's great. And the irony is like in my experience, doing the work or starting to do the work, it's all about letting go of control and letting others help you. And then the paradox is you feel so much freer, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a tricky one. Letting go of control, (laughs) Jessica
1: it's literally like I've been spending the last couple years of my life just keep surrendering it you know um
0: yeah yeah I I like to joke that I'm uh not a human being I am without question a human doing and I'm trying really hard to become a human being because I heard that that's what you're supposed to do Jessica
1: yeah and the human doing is really born out of survival like I must do to feel safe if I'm not doing then you know I'm not feeling as safe so that's okay that's where. It's good that you know that. And I was a human freaking the biggest producer and human productive machine. And, and it was actually slowing down. It was very hard for me. It was so hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done.
0: Those patterns that you've been talking about, Jessica. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those patterns, (laughs) delegating, trusting others, having space in your life to deal with what floats up. All that stuff is really hard. And I think you're one of many who are like, I, I just remember clearing my schedule and being like in, in and and facing every single thing that I thought I would never have to face again. And, and I get it. I get why we stay busy. It makes perfect sense.
0: And yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. But you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get what you always got. Isn't that how it goes? Or maybe on the yeah. first day of physics, we learned that an object in motion will stay in motion unless I acted upon by an outside force and vice versa.
1: Yeah, and i always like to look at it as a protector like when i was a workaholic and you know people would still say i'm busy but i was really really busy i used to say i needed work i needed that safe place i wasn't ready to to deal with every single thing that was going on inside of me so work provided safety for me and until i had safe enough people in a safe enough environment and all the right pe- things i thank god thank god i was that busy Cause I just couldn't have coped and whether it's shopping or eating or drinking, like we all have ways in which we protect ourselves that we kind of need that it's, it's not about really taking them away. It's about becoming aware of like, this is why I'm working. I'm working because I don't want to slow down because if I slow down, I'm scared, you know, becoming, starting to become more conscious of like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is why this behavior is there. And, and that's okay. That is really okay.
0: I love it. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? And where can they get their copy of Anxiously Attached, Becoming More Secure in Life and Love?
1: I'm all over the internet, but if you put Jessica Bauman, um, Anxiously Attached, uh, anywhere on Amazon, I'm in like 11 countries. I have a coaching business that's BeSellFull.com. And I have a private practice here in South Florida, the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach. I have a group of wonderful, like, clinicians that work for me and are trained with me and we are all, you know, versed in healing, attachment wounds, and codependency. So yeah, just Google me online. Luckily I I pop up everywhere. And the book is a wonderful, I'm not just saying like it's a wonderful place to start. There's so much value and I put so much in that book. So a lot of people get a lot of healing experiences from that book. And if you read that book and it's working, Doesn't have to be me. You can just find a therapist, find someone, bring what comes up in the book to another human being because you do really need to heal in healing relationships, which is another whole topic. But thank you so much for having me, for having me on today.
0: Well, it was a pleasure. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Jessica your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Get your copy of Anxiously attached, becoming more secure in life and love. And I will link that in the notes of the show. Go to BeSelfful.com and check out the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach as well. And we'll link all of those in the notes and um, dig in. This is a good starting point. And like Jessica said, um, hopefully you'll be able to, to find some good tools and just get started in this process. Thanks again, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.